Hello, and welcome to Imagine America Radio, a service of the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing Company. I'm Bob Martin, the President and CEO of Imagine America, and very pleased to host today's show. Imagine America Foundation was first created in 1982 for the purpose of helping American students understand the immense opportunities available to them in pursuing a career in the trades. For the past 20 years, I have directed the activities of Imagine America and had the opportunity to provide financial aid and assistance to more than 180,000 enrolling high school and adult students. Right now, America faces a massive skill worker shortage. Frankly, this is a recurring problem that I have seen throughout my more than 35 years in the workforce development field. Good paying jobs and careers are awaiting American students right now in the very important career areas of healthcare, information technology, mechanical, business, and arts. Imagine America Radio wants to help our listeners understand these opportunities and how they can begin preparing for careers in these fields. Joining us today on Imagine America Radio is Jim Beloga. Jim Beloga is the president and CEO of YTI Career Institute, and today's topic is medical assisting. We hope you enjoy today's interview with Jim Beloga. Joining us today on Imagine America Radio is Jim Beloga, president and CEO of YTI Career Institute. YTI Career Institute has campuses located in Altoona, Lancaster, and York, Pennsylvania. These campuses have been educating tomorrow's workforce since 1967 and are accredited by the Association of Career Schools and Colleges, or ACCSC. YTI Career Institute trains its students to enter the workforce in business operations management, criminal justice, medical and dental assisting, medical billing and coding, health information technology, respiratory care technician, veterinary technician, culinary restaurant management, pastry arts, computer network technician, computer-aided drafting and design, HVAC, electrical, and electronics. Jim, thanks for joining us, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Imagine America Radio. Lee, thanks very much for having me. I'm excited to uh, discuss our topic today. Yeah, so today, uh, jumping right into it, we want to discuss medical assistant careers. Uh, as a leading provider of medical assistant training, we couldn't think of anybody better to call than Jim Beloga with YTI Career Institute. Let's start by telling our listeners exactly what a medical assistant is. Um, can you briefly describe what a medical assistant does? Absolutely. Uh, Lee, depending on the office size and the specialty, a medical assistant could be handling both administrative and clinical duties. Uh, for some, front office work like greeting patients, scheduling appointments, completing medical records and billing, you know, that could be a preferred aspect of the job. Others uh, may choose to focus more on the hands-on aspect of patient care like recording vital signs, preparing patients for examination and basic lab procedures. Additional functions could include blood draws, vaccination, removing sutures, assisting in minor surgery and minor, minor injury care. Um, most medical assistants uh, generally are gonna work in a physician's office, a healthcare center, or some, some kind of healthcare clinic. Um, there are also many job opportunities in educational services, medical laboratories, and long-term care facilities. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So basically, if you go into the doctor's office and you, uh, you know, you have an appointment with a doctor, the person you see before the doctor could typically be a medical assistant. Absolutely right, Lee. That's yeah. your spot on with that. Okay, cool. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what the career outlook looks like for a medical assistant. What is the average that a medical assistant can expect to make in a year? Well, Lee, if you, if you take a look at the, the BLS data, and, and, and in particular, the BSL data for Pennsylvania, the forecast for the 2018 to 2028 time period is roughly a, uh, just under $33,000 a year, which uh, works out to be just a, a little bit under $16 an hour. And what's uh, also very encouraging is there's almost, there's almost 28,000 uh, job opportunities uh, expected uh, over over this next uh, wow. this ten year period between 2018 and 2028, wow. and uh, Pennsylvania is actually in the in the top five states in in our country where uh, job demand is going to remain very strong for a medical assistant. I didn't know that. What do you uh, what do you attribute that to? I mean, is it just that you know as the generation gets older, there's more of a need, but there's more of a need for medical assisting and just in the healthcare profession in general, or uh, what what do you attribute that to? Yeah. Th- the aging, the aging, you know, demographics of our country. There are going to be more opportunities for folks who are interested in, in the healthcare profession or the healthcare field, uh, because, quite honestly, very simply, the the population of of the U.S. is is getting older, and um, the baby boomer generation is is one of the largest groups of citizens in the country, and and they're they're moving their way through that retirement cycle, and um, and so with that being said, there's, there's increased demand for, for medical assistance just because of the healthcare needs as, yeah. as we all get older, uh, we need a little bit more, you know, a little bit more uh, care. Yeah, very interesting about Pennsylvania in general, um, just being in the top five, I think that's, that's very interesting. Um, so with medical assistance being in such high demand, it seems like this would be something worth getting an education in. Should someone go to school to learn to become a medical assistant in how long is a typical medical assistant program? Yes, I mean I would encourage everybody who's got an interest in in, become, in going into healthcare, in particular, you know, a medical assistant position, uh, definitely go to school. There is uh, there's quite a bit of information that you do need to learn, uh, ranging from you know medical uh, terminology to anatomy and physiology. There's there's just there's there's a really a plethora of information that one needs to uh, to uh, understand. And, and again, I mean, the medical profession or healthcare profession has its own language. And, um, and, and again, in order to be successful in that industry, uh, one needs education and training. And, um, you know, we, we pride ourselves on helping students not only learn the, you know, the actual material, but then practically apply that, that learning or that theory uh, in a hands-on industry modeled uh, environment. So I would be very, uh, uh, I would encourage folks who, who have an interest in, in this profession to, to go to school. And, and I would say that um, uh, most programs are generally going to be on the short side, maybe 12 months, uh, 9 to 12 months on the, on the shorter side. Those would be a, uh, a certificate type program. Our program is, is 21 months. Our students uh, gain a, an associate's oh, degree yeah. in specialized technology. And, um, and we've designed our, our program in and around our program advisory committee members, and, the, and those and those individuals are are folks who in the community who are generally employing our medical assistants, 
And uh, what they have found is that our program, uh, given uh, the curriculum and the content, as well as the externship experience, uh, is the right amount of time for them. And um, they, uh, they are generally hiring uh, our medical assistants as soon as they graduate. Wow. And I actually wasn't planning on asking this question, but do you find that a lot of people who get a medical assistant degree actually end up furthering their education down the road and, and maybe becoming a nurse or, or something else? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think yeah, you know, each, each individual is a little bit different. I mean, some, some medical assistants would, you know, will be interested in um, more of the clinical side and maybe the data side. So, uh, you know, they may, they may decide uh, to go down medical billing or becoming, you know, a health information technician or manager where they're actually working with big data. And then those uh, folks who are maybe a little bit more interested in the direct patient care would, yeah. would maybe pursue a, uh, uh, a practical nurse or, or an RN. Uh, so, so I think there's two, you know, there's two distinct paths um, uh, that folks can go down as well as blending, you know, the clinical as well as the administrative piece. So it's, it's, it's really a, a very nice profession for folks to get into because you get, you get, you know, you get a balance of, of like I've sort of referred to this clinical side where you're, you're dealing with patients yeah. and, and then you've got uh, the ability to sort of interact with, you know, other professionals in, 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 in an office or healthcare clinic center uh, environment on the administrative side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To your point, it sounds like a really good career to get into if you're interested in the health science. So uh, now let's talk accreditation. Uh, schools will sometimes have uh, an accreditation that uh, covers the college itself and what they call, and then they will have, uh, in addition to that, what they call programmatic accreditation. And that accredits the college's program. Uh, for instance, I know your school, and we had mentioned it earlier on the podcast, is nationally accredited by uh, the Association of Career Schools and Colleges, or ACCSC. However, your medical assisting program is also accredited by the Commission uh, of Accreditation of health, uh, Allied Health Programs. Um, can you speak as to why that's important that you enroll into a college that has programmatic accreditation? Absolutely. And, um, and again, you know, I think that folks need to understand what accreditation is and, 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 and to try to boil it down in very uh, simplistic terms, you know, accreditation really is a, a, a quality system or a, a system of quality control. And, and again, as you mentioned, uh, we are institutionally accredited by ACCSC and uh, our medical assistant program is accredited by, it's, the acronym is called KHEP. And, and the reason that we've done that is uh, within, within the KHEP accreditation standards are a number of, uh, I would say, policy and procedures and standards that we've designed our course around and, and so that we meet uh, the competency requirements to maintain our programmatic accreditation. In addition, what programmatic accreditation generally affords a prospective student is the ability to sit for a national certification exam immediately, right. uh, generally within, uh, generally either shortly right after graduation or concurrent with graduation. So, you know, those are the, again, we believe that having a program that is programmatically accredited is, uh, is meaningful. Um, our program advisory committee members, again, want students that are coming from a uh, programmatically accredited institution. And um, again, there's a lot of benefits uh, to right. having that 
uh, quality system in and around the program itself. Right. So you come from, uh, you know, like, let's say I went to your school, I got a medical assisting degree and I got that degree through that program accreditation. Then I then sit for that certification that I need in order to get hired, right? Uh, Correct. Correct. So, so basically, again, just keep in mind that certification is something you can get hired and then become certified. Uh, And again, I always like to make this distinction Whereas in certain professions or vocations, you actually need a license. You need to pass your license exam, which is generally done through the state uh, before you are able to work. So I just want to draw that distinction that, you know, certification is coming from, you know, a, a, an accrediting agency or a body like that. And, and that doesn't necessarily uh, preclude you from going to work right away. But what it does do is it does demonstrate to your employer or your future employer right. that you you um, you understand all the elements and you've met all the requirements to be a, a certified medical assistant. Right. Distinguishes you. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I know that we've written about this in the past, but something that I always find interesting is that while automation seems to be a popular fear for many different degrees or different career paths, Medical assisting, and actually many of the career fields in the medical space, will always require a human touch. So let's say I'm someone who's interested in becoming a medical assistant, or I think I am. You know, what would you say are three or four personality traits that make a good or a great medical assistant uh, that may help identify people who make a great fit for this career choice? Yeah, it's a great question, Lee. I mean, and I think... um... Uh, you know, what we've generally seen in terms of students coming to us and then m- moving uh, through the medical assistant program is uh, generally uh, one of the characteristics or, or traits that, that we think, you know, makes a difference is that they, you know, they truly care about people and uh, they're compassionate about people. Right. Uh, we generally, you know, find our medical assistants to be, you know, positive, you know, upbeat folks. And so, again, I think it it, uh, the, the first sort of requirement is, is that you uh, really want to help people and you care about people and, and their well-being. So I would say that uh, that would be one of, the, one of the sort of qualities that we look at. The other thing that you need to, we, we see, is that you need to be organized because, again, offices and, and health centers generally are required to be really well run and be efficient. So, so as a medical assistant, you really need to have good organizational skills. And then you're dealing with people, like you mentioned, it's not all technology, but you are dealing and interacting with patients. And so right. uh, having really good oral and written communication skills are really important. And, and again, that goes to the fact that, you know, you are interacting with, a, with an individual who may have an ailment and, and that ailment could either be an acute ailment or, or a chronic ailment. And, and, and again, having that that characteristic of caring for people and helping people, you know, move through, you know, a condition, a medical condition or a healthcare condition is really paramount. And then the last thing that I would say, maybe the last one or two items that I think uh, prospective students should think about in terms of good quality uh, would be, you know, an open mind, because again, in the medical field, uh, you really need to be setting yourself up and thinking about lifelong learning because, Every day, there's there's some new piece of innovation, yeah. um, you know, uh, or some new uh, uh, drug, and and so again, I think you have to have an open mind and, and understand that you know the healthcare profession will continue to evolve and change. And then the last thing 
I would just say is that, you know, technology, as you mentioned, is going to become part of this. So I think uh, I would just encourage folks to also have an open mind to technology and how to really uh, work, you know, within the context of, you know, human beings and technology. Because again, I think that, um, you know, as we, as we go through this, you know, process uh, of electronic health records and, and, and using other elements of technology to help the professionals provide uh, the medical assistant professionals provide higher value added services right. that you're going to have to uh, work and integrate technology into your day to day job and career activities. It's a good point. Good point. Okay. So let's say that I am a high school counselor and I would like to know more about your school. Is there a website that I can go to? Do you have local reps that come out to high schools to talk about medical assisting or maybe any of the other programs that we mentioned earlier in this podcast episode, you know, sort of tell me a little bit more about how I would go about getting in touch with you. Yeah. What I would, what I would encourage everybody to do is go to our website, yti.edu. Again, yti.edu. There's actually a great um, article on our blog about uh, bringing your personality to the workplace as a medical assistant. So, you know, for folks who are listening to this podcast, I'd encourage them to go to our blog. Again, the website is yti.edu. And again, for high school guidance counselors and other um, folks in the high school, whether you're, you know, a teacher, uh, I would I would encourage folks to visit our website. Uh, there is on our website there uh, is an opportunity for high schools to book high school tours. Uh, we encourage all of the high schools uh, surrounding our campuses to uh, get a busload of, of prospective students and bring them out. And uh, we're, you know, we're working hard uh, in the local community to continue to make sure that students, you know, recognize that this is a viable, you know, a viable profession for somebody uh, wanting to get into uh, the healthcare industry and the healthcare profession. Right. And, and again, in as little as, as 21 months, uh, you, can, you can start soup to nuts in our program and then be out in the, uh, in the real world working. So again, I would encourage folks, the website has got a lot of information, yti.edu. Awesome. Okay. And we will be linking both the blog post and also uh, directions to where high schools can go to sign up to have somebody come to their school or to the bus to come to their school and pick up students for a tour. So thank you very much for your time today, Jim. And it's always a pleasure having you. Uh, Lee, thank you very much. And thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Imagine America Radio. We hope you found it informative. For more information about future episodes and the Imagine America Foundation, you can go to our website, imagine-america.org forward slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts and to get information on the many programs offered by the Imagine America Foundation and Imagine America Publishing. Please subscribe today so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. For now, thank you very much for joining us and best wishes.